0: Hi listeners, you're welcome to Family Alive Ministry, a.k.a. FAM. God began the world with a family, and it must be our goal to maintain that plan. A godly family will produce a godly world. We hope as you listen to this message, the vision to restore God's plan in families would be impressed on your heart. Now, today's message. Amen. So I'm starting the month. I'm going to introduce the topic of faith. The, The theme for the month is faith. Amen. The theme for the month is faith. Hallelujah. So, I want to attempt to talk about something I have titled, The Just Shall Live by Faith. The Just Shall Live by Faith. Are you excited already? All right. Don't let the weather affect your excitement. Yeah. Don't let the weather affect your excitement. David said, I was glad when they said unto me let us go into the house of the lord because in the house of the lord there is fullness of joy so determined to enjoy yourself amen The just shall live by faith hallelujah we are in a season where we we really have to be conscious of our faith (laughs) many things are happening and it is very easy to lose faith. It is very easy to lose faith. But like our, our title or the title of the message or the sermon goes, The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith, or the righteous one, my righteous one shall live by faith. That scripture is in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4. You'll find it in Romans 1:17. You'll find it in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. They just shall live by faith. What then is faith? Hallelujah. What then is faith? You know, the Bible is full of, of faith. Because as we'll see, faith is just God calling us to trust in him. So the message of the Bible is a call, it's a clarion call unto us to trust in the Lord. And any time God had an issue with the biblical nation Israel it was a matter of faith that they didn't trust him why do we sin because we don't have faith in God so everything stems from faith no wonder he says they just shall live by faith but there is a book that does very good justice to the topic of faith and that's the book of Hebrews and we are looking at chapter 11 and if time will permit us we'll microscopically walk through the 40 verses of Hebrews chapter 11. So let's start with verse 1, Hebrews 11, verse 1. I'm sure you might have heard that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Hallelujah. And I I am praying that God give us a fresh understanding to his word. I want us to look at that scripture from the ESV version, ESV version, or the is it ESV? Or yeah. Now, faith is the assurance of... Okay, so faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Now, let's look at CEV. CEV. And we'll juxtapose that with the version in Amplified. This morning, I feel like I'm in UK. Kiss. <laughs> CEV. 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 C-E-V. And I like the expression of the CEV. You don't have it, give me Amplified. Amplified. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amplified. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for. How many of us here have hoped for things? I am hoping for a new car. You know... I used to think that um, maybe God should bless me so that I will exchange this car for another one. No, I shouldn't limit God. I should hope for another one. Yeah, another one. So maybe I can dash this to someone or something. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for. Being the proof ...of things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real, fact, which is not revealed to the senses. Now let's take it from the top, and let's try to dissect that word carefully. It says, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed. So faith is a confirmation, and faith is a title deed. What caught my attention is that phrase, title deed. What's a title deed? Um, If we look at property, transaction, and building, a title deed is a legal documentation that details the ownership, the transfer, or allocation of property. That's a title deed. So instead of giving you a land, if you possess a title deed to the land, you have the land. So you may not walk about with the land you know, you, you can't carry the land. But once you have the title deed, you have the land. So the title deed is the assurance that that property belongs to you. It is a legal documentation of ownership, of transfer of ownership or allocation of property. And faith, according to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, is the assurance, it is the confirmation. It is the title deed of the things we hope for. That's why I asked, are there some things that you hope for? Is there someone here who is hoping for something? Maybe you are hoping for some marriage. Like I mentioned to you, I am hoping for a new car. Or you are hoping to to build your own house. Or or change place. I mean, something. Something. Faith is that confirmation. It is the assurance. It is the title deed. In other words, though you may not have that which you are hoping for, if you have hope, if you have faith that correlates with that which you hope for, you will have that which you are hoping for. Because faith is, faith will not become, but faith is that which we hope for. It is the assurance of the things we hope for. Are you with me? Right. So it is a proof of things we do not see, it is a proof of things we do not see it is the conviction of their reality please find the cev for me it is the conviction of their reality let us go back we'll come back to the cv it is the, <laughs> the conviction of their reality perceiving as real fact that which is not revealed to the senses this morning i want to challenge your school of thoughts maybe you say uh, in, in 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 spirituality there's no fact. But you see, faith is not assumptions. Faith deals with fact. But the facts we are talking about are not exposed to the natural senses. So there are facts which the senses cannot perceive. So in the realms of the spirit, there are facts. But the senses cannot pick those facts up. Faith is the conviction of the reality of the things we hope for. Perceiving as real fact which is not revealed the senses. Amen. People of God, there is more to this life than what we see and hear and feel. (laughs) There's more to this life. There's a dimension which has facts which are real. And that dimension is higher than this one. Fortunately or unfortunately. Let's look at the CEV. We are still defining faith. Faith makes us sure of what we hope for and gives us proof of what we cannot see how can you have proof of what you do not see it's amazing given that the original language for which the New Testament was written is Greek we want to look at the Greek word for faith the Greek word for faith is pistis p-i-s-t-i-s pistis Which means trust, confidence, fidelity, faithfulness. And pistis is from the root word paito, which means persuasion. So, faith is persuasion. Persuasion. Conviction is persuasion. What is your persuasion? It means credence. Credence. It is from credence we have the word credentials. Credentials. If you you speak of someone's credentials, you are looking at uh, like CV. What are your credentials? What can you do? What is a summary of your abilities and uh, your core values and your belief system and everything? Credentials. And faith is credence or credentials. Are we together? God is good. <laughs> Whose credentials are we talking about? Because if you tell me that faith is proof of reality, reality that is not seen, what proof are we referring to? Whose credentials are we looking at? Because in this world, there are so many types of faith people believe in so many things, people trust in so many things people have their persuasion in so many things I asked someone, um, so what is, what are you pursuing in life? he says that as long as I, I can have a car and I don't need to think about my children's school fees, I am fine yeah, that is his persuasion, people believe in so many things I mean, some believe in philosophies of human beings. Some believe in philosophies. Others believe in science and other things. But this morning, God is submitting to us through his word that there is a certain catalog of credentials that can incite conviction in us. Someone's cred- there's a credential somewhere that when you look to and you begin to dig into you you'll be so excited that you will not want to go elsewhere to look for other things hallelujah whose credentials are we looking at now faith is so important to god that god says that if we depart from faith he will not be happy with us hebrews chapter 10 verse 38 Hebrews 10, 38. But the just shall live by faith. My righteous servant shall live by his conviction, respecting man's relationship to God and divine things and holy fervor born of faith and conjoined with it. And if he draws back and shrinks in fear, my soul has no delight or pleasure in him. Hey, this is scary. Wow. I mean, this was written to born-again Christians. And God is saying that if you don't live by faith, I will not be excited about you. (laughs) It's wild. I, I will not have any delight in you. My soul will not delight in the one who draws away from faith. I will not be happy with you. For the just shall live by faith. My righteous one shall live by faith. Hallelujah. So faith is important to God all our life we must live by faith and sometimes the way things happen around us and the kind of things we go through we wonder if we have faith at all sometimes you I don't know well I don't know maybe you have not been there before but you ask yourself do I even have faith do I really believe because I have tried everything so is it that I I don't have faith at all because in the Bible, we have seen places where some people were told that you have little faith or you have no faith. So is it is that we don't have faith. But you see, the moment we became born again, faith was imparted to our spirit. The Bible says in Ephesians 2.8, it says that for by faith, you have been saved through grace. By faith. So the moment we became born again, God imparted his faith to us. How did, it, how did he impart his faith to us? by the word by the word God's faith comes to us through his word so when we heard the gospel of truth when we heard the message of salvation faith was imparted to us faith was deposited in our spirit and ladies and gentlemen I, I want to submit to you that it is this same faith that will deliver you out of situations you have faith Ephesians 2, eight. You were saved by faith in God who treats us much better than we deserve. New King James please. This is God's gift to you and not anything you have done on your own. For by faith you were saved through by grace you were saved through hey. <laughs> by grace you were saved through faith. Right. And it's not of you. It is the gift of God. It is not of works that man should boast. Ephesians 2, 8, I think verse 9. So faith comes by hearing God's word. That's the point I want to submit to us. The credentials we are referring to is the word of God. There are so many things that you can read and believe. But there's a certain catalog of credentials. There's a book of God's attributes, what God has done, what he can do, and what he will do, and what he's doing. There's a book of the doings of God, the acts of God. there's a catalog of god's credentials god's cv that if we look into we can have proof for whatever we hope for it says that by faith you were saved ephesians 1 13 ephesians 1 13 ephesians 1 13 In whom you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. In whom you also trusted. That's faith. Like we saw in the definition, faith is conviction, persuasion. Faith is trust. You trusted after you heard the word of truth, So the coming of the gospel to you imparted faith to your spirit. Hallelujah. Therefore, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So as the word of God comes, you must hear by the word that is coming and faith comes. What it means is that it is not every word that will benefit you. But as I am speaking, there is a word in the message I am preaching is going to impact you and so it is not just reading the bible that will bring faith to you but it is receiving god's specific word to you because the bible like i said is is a book of god's credentials and we we find that by looking at how god related with people in the past so in other words you are looking at people's work with god based on specific instructions so someone's specific instruction may not be your specific instruction, but as you dig into the credentials, you hear by the word. So you will hear something as the word comes. If you look at that word, translated hearing by the word, the word is rhema, not the logos, which is the overall thoughts of God, the blueprint of God concerning everything. No, that's the logos. But the rhema is a seasonal word. Specific word for a specific situation. Faith comes by hearing God's specific word. Specific. And that's why as you are sitting here this morning, maybe God has told you to fast. But he has not told me. But if you look at me eating, and you eat, you may be disobeying God. So faith comes by hearing God's specific word. I don't know what you are hearing this morning by the word. Hallelujah. But faith comes by hearing God's specific word. So you realize that when we say read the word, read the word, have you had your quiet time? You, have you listened to a podcast? It is not that we are just worrying you. But they're just only by faith. And how do you get faith? By the word. So if you don't become deliberate with giving yourself to the word of God, how do you receive faith? How do you receive faith so it is very dangerous for a christian to run around doing so many things and not come to the place of submitting to god's word no remember the story of that prophet who was sent by god to to judah i think and he went to prophesy and instantly as he prophesied it happened some people tell you pray if you don't pray the prophecy will not happen but this man as he was speaking the thing happened God had given him specific instructions that after that feat, don't return by the same way you came. Don't eat in anybody's house. After you have delivered my word, get up and move. But there was an old prophet in the town. And the old prophet persuaded this guy to dine with him. And listen, as they were eating, the Spirit of God came upon the old prophet. And the old prophet pointed to him and said, You have disobeyed God. And because you have disobeyed God, judgment will visit you. As a matter of fact, when you leave me, you'll be attacked. Blah, 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 blah. So he was going, and judgment visited him. (laughs) May I submit to you that even as a family church, nothing should come between you and the specific word God has spoken to you. I dare say that even your spouse should not sift you from that word which God has given to you that you are so convicted in your spirit that this is what God has told me. How do I know? Father Adam Adam heard from God do not eat of the fruits from this tree the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But when Eve gave the fruit to Adam, now we are here. <laughs> we are here. Hallelujah. And people are bashing women, women are evil. It is Adam who had the instruction. It is Adam who had the instruction. And the Bible says that Eve gave the fruit to her husband with her. As the head, you could not protect the house. Why do you blame the woman? So a theologian argues that if Adam had not eaten the fruit, probably sin wouldn't have entered the world. That's his argument because it was Adam who had the instruction, not the woman. Are we together? Faith by hearing God's rumor and even the person you have sex with legitimately as a married person should not disengage you from God's specific word to you, no matter the level of intimacy now let me give you another evidence, Abraham God gave Abraham his word he said that you are the father of many nations imagine Abraham for 25 years waiting for the promise his wife abraham's wife told him that oh but you can't have a child with my maid and abraham listened to his wife i'm not saying don't listen to your wife why do you marry her if you're not listening to her But what i'm saying is that nothing should come between you and your relationship with god based on his word never compromise your stance on god's word for anything not even your relationship or your marriage so if you want to be safe you and your spouse must come to the place where you are in sync when it comes to god's word so that when you hear something your husband or your wife is hearing the same voice of god are we together faith comes by hearing god's specific word to you Let's look at the nature of this faith which God has impacted to us. Years ago, I came across this, the ABCs of faith. The ABCs of faith. A for action, B for being consistent, C for confession. So A, action. Action, James chapter 2, verse 14 to 17. James 2, 14 to 17. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith? But does not have works. Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Does also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. If it does not have works, is dead. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, the Hebrew refers to that as it is nonsense, because from the Hebrew perspective, faith is action. Faith is action. <laughs> faith is not just declaration. Or just saying what God has said, but faith is action. Gosh. Hallelujah. I just want to share a quote with you. Martin Luther King said, Faith is taking the first step when you cannot see the whole staircase. So, faith is action. The Hebrew word translated faith means to act firmly. To act firmly. No wonder James is talking about faith and works. Because you understand that James, in context, was written to the tribes of Israel. Scattered. Jewish Christians. And even Hebrews was written to Jewish Christians. That's why the book is named the Hebrews. Hebrews. Because the Jews are known as Hebrews. So in the mind of the Jew, faith is action. Faith is not just naming. But faith is action. Faith is action. Faith means to act swiftly. If you trust in the Lord, you will act swiftly. You will act firmly. Because your faith, your trust, your confidence, your persuasion, your conviction will drive you into action. It will drive you into action. So if Christians say we have faith, we'll be preaching more we'll be preaching because if the same word of truth, the gospel of our salvation has imparted faith to us, we'll tell those who are, who are around us that if you don't repent, you will die in your sin. We'll tell them so that faith can come to them and they can also come into this loving relationship we have. If we have faith, we'll preach. If we have faith, we'll serve the Lord. Faith is service. Faith is, is expressed Through love. Faith works by love. And love is action. Love is compassion in action. If you have faith, you will serve. If you have faith, you will pray. People of faith are people who pray. You can't say, I have faith, I have faith, and you're not praying. And some say that if you pray too much, it's because you don't have faith. Because if you have faith, you say something once and go and sleep. Ask Elijah. Ask Elijah. You will pray because you have faith. Luke 18, if you look at the parable on prayer, when Jesus was concluding, he says that, however, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith? And he had just shared a parable of prayer. But he's saying that if, if I come again, will I find faith? Why? Because faith is expressed through prayer. Prayer is the voice of faith. Hallelujah. I'm running out of time. So, two, being consistent, being consistent. Mark eleven, twenty-two to twenty-four. Mark eleven, twenty-two to twenty-four. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. Twenty-three for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believe believes those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you have them. So after saying to the mountain, you don't doubt. You are consistent in your faith. You still hold on. Sometimes the way we act after prayer is as though God didn't hear us. And sometimes here intercessors complaining. But an intercessor does not complain. It's either you are interceding or you are complaining. So the more you complain... It's a sign to you, it's a check to you that you're not praying. Because people who spend their words in the presence of God, they don't complain. They know that they can negate the answer, what they have procured from the realms of the Spirit and transacting into the realms of the physical with their words. They know they can negate it after praying, so they act wisely. You have wasted your words in the presence of God, so you don't complain. And, I mean, this is personally for me. Anytime I find myself complaining, I realize that I am not praying enough. If you are complaining it's because you're not praying enough if you are complaining about farm we don't do this that pray when was the last time you actually prayed for the church if this is your church when was the last time you set yourself to pray pray for the church pray for the growth of the church we are two years are you praying that we increase in number are you praying that people come to church and hear the beautiful things the powerful words that you are hearing that are transforming your life Are you praying for people? Are you praying for those in your workplace? Or you say that, well, I am a Christian. I can go to my workplace and I can plug my ears with my earphone and just be listening to my podcast, listening to my music, and I don't really care. People of faith are people who act because faith is an action word. It's an action word and will be consistent. Consistent. Even in deliverance, there's some consistency. Because sometimes when you say out, The demon will look at you like this. But you have to declare God's word again. Be consistent. Even Jesus. There was a time that he prayed for a blind man. And he ministered to a blind man again. How much more you? You must be consistent. Hallelujah. And then C is confession. C is confession. So A for action. B, for being consistent. And C, for confession. In no particular order, but A comes before C and B before C. So, you are taking it like that. But you may start with confession. The Bible says in Hebrews eleven three that by faith we understand that the universe, the universe was framed. Another version which I like says, the universe was prepared. the words of God. I don't know if it is the NLT or the CEV. It says that by faith we understand that the universe was framed with the words of God. People of God, whatever challenge we are finding or we are facing in our marriages, in our families, in our world, we can frame, we can prepare We, we can prepare what we want to see because of our conviction. Faith is not presumption, but we have received the word and we are convicted of that word. Let me, let me just draw here for some time. I may even end soon. A man of God told his congregants that he was going to walk on water just like Jesus And he gathered his congregants. I think I've shared it here before. He started walking. He entered the river. And three crocodiles appeared. And they were satisfied. Pastor Rod. So when I saw that article, I don't know. I just wanted to look at another one. Who said he wanted to be like Daniel? Daniel the Daniel of our times and he also guarded his church members and entered a cage with a lion. (laughs) Faith is not presumption. Who is telling you what you are saying? Faith comes by hearing God's rhema, a specific word. And that's why you pray and that's why you study because if you don't do these things, faith will not come. Faith will not come if you don't commit yourself to a personal work with God, it will not come because the secret things of God they are shared in secret places. There are certain things you will not hear on the street. There, there's a way couples can communicate, and you are there and they are talking, but you are lost. Or you see is science, but you don't understand the signs. God shares his secret things in secret places, and that's what the Bible says that he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow. But many people are looking for the shadow and they don't want to dwell in the secret place. The shadow is not God, but it's of God. So they are looking up for the things of God, they are looking for the fruits of, of, of dwelling with God, but they don't want to dwell with God. Have you realized that there was a point that Peter was walking through the market and his shadow was healing people? Do you think it was intentional? No. But when you dwell in the secret place, you find yourself in the shadow of the Almighty. But until you dwell, faith will not come. So the question is, what are you hearing? Faith is not presumption. When we talk about confession, it's not about just going about claiming things. Hey, if everybody were claiming, you would have been claimed right now. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Look, Uh, Also, I didn't know that people loved married men and married women. Pastor Rod, to the extent that people even love pregnant women. (laughs) Pregnant women. Someone's wife who is pregnant, they want. Yes. If faith were just claiming, you would have been claimed by now, I'm telling you. Someone would have claimed you. But faith is not just about claiming. And in this dispens- dispensation, it is very important for us to have a clear-cut division when it comes to God's word. The Bible says we should rightly divide the word of truth. I remember when I was reading UW-Kenyon e. and some other books And I didn't understand their perspective. Because what they have written is based on truth. But I was too young. So all I knew was, name it and claim it. But experience has taught me that it doesn't work. And God willing, next week, we'll look at the life of Abraham. And realize that faith indeed comes by hearing. And faith can grow. Hallelujah. So when we talk about confession... It's not just about confessing out of presumption it is what god has told you that you say so that you are in synchrony with what god is doing if god has not said it don't say it <laughs> don't say it hallelujah i want to round up <laughs> I have ten points to share with you, but I don't know if you are ready. (laughs) A man of God said that every good preacher has three points. I want to be a better preacher, so I have ten points. (laughs) I have ten points, (laughs) but I wanted us to 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 look at Hebrews eleven and pick some points. But uh, today we didn't start church on time and. I don't want to drag the meeting, so I'm going to share a few with us. God willing, as the Lord permits, we'll continue next week. So let's look at the blessings of faith, or why faith? Why faith? One. One. By faith, we perceive the reality of the future. By faith, we perceive the reality of the future. Hebrews 11, verse 3. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7. Hebrews 11 verse 4 by faith we perceive the reality of the future even God had to prepare the universe with his words and when God saw darkness and all that he didn't say this is dark there's nothing I can do my marriage is not working the children are stubborn no he perceived the future he wanted to see light so he declared light. If your relationship is not working, what do you want to see? There are two things. You either work out or you make it work. So if you are not willing to work out, then make it work. Perceive the future. By faith, we perceive the reality of the future. Because the future is real. Even though it is not accessible to your senses, it is a fact in the spirit. God has settled your future already. He has settled it. He says... You are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. It is settled, so you must perceive the future by faith. Number two, by faith we please God. Growing steadily in our walk with God. By faith we please God. By faith we please God. Hebrews eleven, five to 6 the Bible says in Hebrews eleven six 6, that without faith, it is impossible to please God because he who believes, because he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a diligent rewarder or he is a rewarder of those who seek him diligently. By faith, we please God. No wonder God says that the just shall live by faith or my righteous one shall live by faith. By faith, we please God. the question God will usually ask you is, do you trust me? Do you trust me? Because even faith, faith works by love. Do you trust me? Do you believe I can do this? If you trust the Lord, you love him. Number three, by faith, we obey God even when we do not know our way. Like I said, Faith is taking the first step when you cannot see the whole staircase. Those who drive and you drive at night, or you, I mean, you've been in a car moving at night, you know that you don't see the whole of the road. No matter how acute your vision is, you can't see the stretch of the road you are driving on. You only see as far as your headlights can go. And that is faith. But why do you move? <laughs> because you, you believe and you are moving. So by faith, we obey God even when we do not know our way. By faith, Abraham moved out of his father's house and that is a type of comfort. Moving from a place of comfort, of convenience, to a place of the unknown. God is calling you to a place where you don't even know. He says, Abraham, go to a land that I will show you. So he sets out he doesn't know. But by faith, he's moving. By faith, we obey God. Hebrews eleven, eight 8 to 10. Number four. By faith, we receive God's promise in impossible situations by focusing on God's faithfulness and not on the unfavorable circumstances which surround us. By faith, we receive God's promise in impossible situations by focusing on God's faithfulness. Faith is not believing aloof, but faith is contingent on God's promises. Faith is predicated on what God has said, on God's ability. It's not about you running. It's not about you moving. It's about what God can do. That's why I said faith is not presumption. You don't start something only because you believe. But it is based on what God can do. Faith focuses on God. So by faith, we can receive the promise of God. No matter how the circumstance looks like, we can still receive God's promise. Why? Because we focus on his faithfulness and not on the unfavorable circumstances. Hebrews 11, 11 to 12. Now, in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 13 to 16 we see that the expression of faith matters to God more than the reward of faith so by faith we can persevere by faith we can persevere even when we don't have the reward or the promise so one by faith we can receive the promise are we together good but sometimes the reward or the promise doesn't come swiftly it doesn't come quickly but to what extent can you hold on by faith and let me shock you we are a faith church we are a new creation church but according to the scriptures there are people who believed God and they died believing from the scriptures. What is the point? What is God showing us? God is more interested in the fact that you trust him. he's more interested in the fact that you put your faith in him. The reward may not come, but you still trust him. So that you don't get to a place where you say that, if you do this for me, then I'll do that for you. No. So by faith we can persevere. Because the expression of our faith is more important to him than the reward. Hebrews eleven thirteen to 16. We can read when we go home. Number six, and I'm ending with this. Faith enables us to sacrifice God's promise. So one, faith can make us receive the promise. Two, Faith can empower us to persevere as long as we look towards or we look forward for the promise to come. But after we have received the promise, faith can make us lose the promise, and that is faith. Are you in the house? Faith enables us to sacrifice God's promise in order to please him. Because it is not about the things he gives us, but it is about him. How do we know? Hebrews eleven seventeen to 19. After Abraham had believed God for a whooping 25 years and Isaac had come, God appears and God has a sublime sense of humor. Look at the he put, he says, take your son, your only son, whom you love. Hey! by the time you hear the instruction you have goosebumps <laughs> you are confused you don't know what to do just take your son and to accentuate that says your only son it says whom you love or kamana shil and sacrifice him after you have received the promise so by faith we can lose God's promise to please him so we can please him because we come to a place where we know that it's not about the things He gives us, but it is about Him. Hebrews 11, verse 17 to 19. I have more to say, but I want us to pray shortly and God willing, next week we'll continue with point seven, point eight, point nine, point ten of the blessings of faith. Hallelujah. I don't know where you are in your journey of faith, but I believe that God's word has, be, has been a blessing to you. Our faith is in God, not in the circumstances around us, to the extent that it is not even about the blessings He gives to us. And that's why you can, you can lose your time for God. That's why you can lose your possessions for God. That's why you can carry your gifts for God. That's why you can, you can lose your energy for god and that is a place of power it's called the sharing together if you look at the word communion of the holy spirit there are synonyms that explain that word koinonia or communion one of them is sharing together many people want the fruits but they don't want to dig they don't want the roots they don't want to go down but they want the fruits there's a place called the sharing together where god will share himself with you based on the extent to which you are sharing yourself with him and faith can drive us to lose things for God to lose our convenience so that when I say we are coming to the premises to come and win souls wherever you are you will, bought, you will take Uber to, just to come and win souls around you bought Uber just to come and win souls you are not sitting in Uber because you are going for your passport but because you are coming to church you are depriving yourself of your convenience because of him that's when you can sacrifice. You say, "Sow a seed." You 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 rush to the front to sow, because you are sharing with God, and that is the place of power. That is the place of power. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Can we pray? Can we pray? Can we pray? Father, we thank you. Thank God for His Word. In the name of Jesus, we hope you were blessed by this message. For more information, please visit our social media websites on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at Family Alive Ministry. Please subscribe, follow, like, and share. God bless you and have a great week.